0: Hello, and welcome to the Adjustment to Life podcast, where inspiration comes to life. I'm your host, Dr. Lerona Gore, and today my special guest is Mr. Bobby Howard, the director of the Multicultural Donation Education Program at LifeLink of Georgia. Mr. Howard, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. I am so excited that um, you invited me to be a part of this beautiful and wonderful informational show.
0: Well, I am so excited to get started. You know, when I started this podcast, I knew that I wanted to have you as a guest because you have a story that just gets better with time. And the reason I say that is because you are celebrating your 28th year as a kidney transplant recipient. So if you could just take us back to that time that you started experiencing kidney failure or what was life like for you at that time?
1: Uh, thank you. And you're taking me way back and, and make every bring up some memories of, of good times and good times and good times. You know, as a former running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers, once I retired and, and living life and, and truly enjoying it, you know, I decided to take a trip to Georgia to visit a brother. Um, I was in good health, good spirits, at least I thought I was. Mm-hmm. And when I came to Georgia to visit in probably the second or third day that I was here, I noticed that I had a tremendous headache that just would not leave or just would not go away. Uh, luckily for me, my, the neighbors of my brother and sister-in-law of was well, a nurse, and she took my blood pressure. My blood pressure, if my memory serves me correct, was upwards of 260 over 130, which is extremely high. and. You know, I was rushed to the hospital and was diagnosed with end-stage renal disease, basically that my kidneys had failed and that I needed to be placed on the transplant waiting list. Some devastating news to me, but as I thought back, You know, back in 1977, when I was a little guy, my mother had a kidney transplant. Unfortunately, she only lived a year after receiving that transplant. So I had some knowledge of dialysis and kidney failure, but not a whole lot. Uh, the surprising and shocking thing for me was, is that over time, I thought that if you were diagnosed with kidney failure that you could get a kidney right away the next day and was surprisingly told that that's not how it worked, that I had to start dialysis. I had to be placed on a list, which was very traumatic for me. And, you know, going through that whole process of dialysis and, and, you know, you really had to or I had to really lean on the strength. And that strength at that time was God, because I had no control of where my life was headed and I didn't know where it was headed. So in my strength and prayer and having people pray for me. And I do remember one day I was sitting there and I said to myself, I said, Lord, if you bless me and love me and, and can find and bless someone else, to be able to donate a kidney to me, then I will do everything in my power to assure or try to make sure that others don't have to go through what I am going through. And that was my prayer. Maybe about two weeks later, I got a transplant. And sometimes you know, when you pray and, and we want answers right away, those answers and those prayers don't come right away because it's not in our time because we really don't have control. And so, going through that, it transformed me as a person. It transformed me as a human being. I look at life in the sense now that back then life was truly about Bobby Howard, that now since I've had my transplant, I am just a small piece of the puzzle, is that I am here to live a purposeful life. And that's my purpose now. My purposeful life that I live today is to help those who are less fortunate and who really need the answers and guidance. And, and sometimes it's just a smile to get through their day and to get through life. Absolutely. In a nutshell, that's kind of what I went through and where it has brought me today.
0: Okay. Now, if you could just share, I know you said that whenever you were diagnosed, it was, um, you were diagnosed with end stage kidney failure. Were there any type of symptoms that you had prior to, or you just thought, you know, everything was normal, were there any signs that you could think of that was, you know, as far as your um when it comes to the urinary system, were there any changes that you experienced?
1: Yes, there were quite a few changes, but uh, um, I just didn't know when I was going through those changes. I just thought it was a part of of life and the cycle of life. You know, I remember at that time I was playing baseball and got hit um, when the ball hit me in the shin and my leg was swollen and my ankle was swollen and it stayed swollen for about a month. And I just chalked that up to to to. to that injury and that ball hitting my leg but I found out afterwards that what it was I was retaining fluid and that's one of the signs of kidney problems or kidney failure um, um so to speak um I knew when I went to the bathroom to urinate I had a lot of foam um and in and, and you know when I went to the restroom and I knew afterward was that was a sign that my body was releasing too much protein was coming out of, of my kidneys weren't filtering the way they should have been filtering. I had night sweats. Um, you know, being in the summertime and just thought those were normal things. Um, you know, uh, my diet changed. I wasn't as hungry. Um, as I used to be, I thought that I was just changed because I wasn't playing football anymore. My body didn't need all the protein and all the other things that, uh, we, you know, that high calorie intake of being a professional athlete that didn't need it anymore, that my body was just changing, Mm -hmm. you know, surprisingly to me, um, that I was those were some of the signs that I was in some kind of kidney failure and it was just so unfortunate i think sometimes we think you know as a college educated person that we know a whole lot of things but i didn't know about my body
0: right right you know and i think that's so important that people learn more about how the body works because of the 12 systems in the body any of them can can fail and the more we know generally about the body and, and how it works, I think we're, the more educated we are, the, um, we'll be in a better position to say, oh, well, let me go and get this checked out, you know, if something is going wrong. Um, I just want to pause right here and let the listeners know that in addition to you serving as the director of LifeLink of Georgia's Multicultural Donation Education Program, You also serve on the following boards, Donate Life America, the NFLPA Former Player Board of Directors, and the Metro Atlanta Concerned Black Clergy. You're currently the president of the Atlanta Chapter NFL Former Players Association and the chairman of the National Multicultural Action Group. You have served faithfully in the following capacities, president of the Association of Multicultural Affairs and Transplantation, president of the Georgia Transplant Foundation, a board member, of the United Network of Organ Sharing and a board member of the 100 Black Men of DeKalb County. And I have to say, this is the short list. You are you have done so much um, since your diagnosis. And I call you Mr. Atlanta because everybody knows you. You're involved in so many things and you impact so many lives um, with your testimony and your work. So, Mr. Howard, what's next for you?
1: You know, I I don't know. You know, I I take things one day at a time. I just want to help and provide and anything that I can do to make sure and make life easier. But I will tell you my my passion for what I do is about youth. And that's my passion. And I don't know where that's going to lead. I think I will continue doing the things that I do. But anytime I hear something about youth and and underserved youth, let me make that clear. Um, Mm -hmm because of my childhood and, and, and my background that I want to share with the youth and give them the opportunities that I had. And I'm a firm believer because you were born into a situation, doesn't that mean that's not where you have to end up at. So I think that I want to just continue to encourage young people, be it young women, young men, that you know, we have to work hard. And we have to work hard to get out of the situation that we may find ourselves in. Um and so as we continue to work hard, then we can truly enjoy life. And life is fun. You know, I have fun each and every day and anything that I do, if it doesn't come with fun, then I really don't want to be a part of it. So, you know, I also want to share that even though that we face ourselves in difficult situations and and decisions that we have to make, but we have to have fun as well, that we have to truly live life, but we have to enjoy life in that sense. So those are things that I want to do. Those are things that I am doing. And those are things that I will continue to doing because all those things you read, they're not about me. They're all about helping others to achieve the goals that they want to achieve in life.
0: Absolutely. Now, what do you do for fun? Well,
1: I golf. Um, that's my new hobby. You know, I've been golfing now for the past four years and um it I love it and you know, I golf and and I you know, my biggest thing I just have fun. You know, I love music, you know. Um music is, you know, something I, I think sometimes is that I wish God would have, would have blessed me with some musical talent of, of, and you know, because I just really enjoy music. You know, I like singing even though I can't sing. Um, and I just, you know, that is something I do all the time as I dance and listen to music and, and a lot of folks don't know that, you know, I DJ on this side as well. That's a hobby or something I picked up about six or seven years ago and I truly enjoy that and it's all about making people smile. And you know, if you really think about it, when folks are dancing and having a good time, you never see anyone with a frown on their face. So that is those are some things that I like to do and um, for fun. But golfing is my new passion. And but overall, making people happy, making people smile. That's what I do for fun.
0: OK, so you play golf. Are you are you good?
1: It all depends who you ask If you ask me I'm going to say I'm okay You ask some people They say I'm very good And um, it all depends And you know Golf is one of those Humbling humbling experiences That you know One day you can play Like your Tiger Woods Next day you can play Like you never had A golf club in your hand So you never know What you're going to get You know So um, I, I, I can hold my own
0: Okay Okay Sounds good Sounds good Alright so What motivates you?
1: Life itself. You know, one of the things, Dr. Gore, is that my childhood, to many, weren't the best. To me, it was the best. Losing my parents at an early age, coming from a large family, I'm the youngest of 11, Mm -hmm. is that life um, growing up wasn't, in some sense, wasn't the world's best, but it was all that I knew. And I knew that I had made a promise to my mother that I would make something positive out of myself, and losing her at a very early age was damaging it was um it was difficult because i didn't have someone that i felt that truly loved me because i was their child even though i lived with the sister i you know who loved me but she was not my mother and I had to do some things to 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 overcome that. So my motivation truly is my mother, you know, even though she's not here with me on 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 this physically, but mentally, she's always with me. She's never left. But my motivating factor is, is that I want to make her proud of me. And I try to do positive things, even though everything that I do is not always the way, the outcome that I want it to be. But I try to live my life um, as positive as I can because I want to continue to make her proud of me. And unfortunately, the, the things that I've accomplished, she hasn't seen one bit of it physically. But deep down in my heart, I know that she is saying, job well done. Continue to do what you're doing. And I am so proud of you.
0: Absolutely. Well, I know she has to be looking down, and she's proud of you. Because again, you, um, you know, it's not about where we start; is where we end. And your end is still being written. And it's just amazing the things that you're doing. So, what advice would you give to someone who's been diagnosed with a life-altering disease such as kidney failure or or cancer? What the, the oh,
1: advice I would get. The, the, the advice that I would give to anyone who's facing life challenges mm-hmm. is that continue to live life, do all that you can, follow instructions, uh, do what you're supposed to do. Don't take any shortcuts, but live life to the fullest. We have to make changes in our lifestyle when we're diagnosed with anything that sometimes we don't want to change because this is the way we've always done it. But if you keep doing things the way that you've done, you always get the same results. So we have to make some changes that are going to be positive, positive, for us. So in my case, my diet had to change. And although you know my friends and people who know me very well, I am a very picky eater. So when my diet changed on dialysis, it didn't harm me the way that it harmed or wasn't as tough as it was for other patients. But making that change and being diligent. And stand with the regimen that was there for me. And if we do that, I think we can have a lot of positive results. And But we always have to have a mindset that this is just a small piece and a small uh, diagnosis that we have in our lives. We have to have a positive, upbeat attitude. We have to beat it and not let it beat us.
0: Absolutely. Well, and I want, I want to get back to the fact that you're celebrating your 28th year as a kidney transplant recipient. And what is the typical uh, life expectancy for someone who receives a kidney transplant?
1: Well, the, uh, according to the experts, they they what they say is that a kidney that you get from a deceased donor um, should go from seven to 10 years. For me, in these 28 years that I've had my transplant, there's not been a day that I've missed taking my medication. You know, now, am I consistent about the time? No. But I make sure I get my medication in. Uh, it's in that time frame and the window that I should take it. Uh, I don't have a, a regiment diet that I follow. Um, you know, I don't take anything over the counter unless my physician or my phys- uh, transplant team says it's okay for me to take. Mm-hmm. Always upbeat and I'm always on top of What's going on with my body? If there's something not right that I feel, I make a phone call. I don't try to self-diagnose. And I think those have been the things that have been very helpful and that has allowed me to have this kidney for 28 years. And you know, it's been the best 28 years of my 58 that I've been on this earth because it's transformed me and changed me as a human being and as a person. It's transformed me to really pay attention to who I am as a person, what I put into my body and who I around, who I allow around me to be a good circle of friends that I have. And so once you start focusing on who you are and you do those things, and it's weird and funny how life changes and how sometimes God, in my opinion, takes us through things so we can actually live the life that he planned for us. Because I'm a firm believer that before we are born, life is already predetermined for us. We just don't know what it is. And sometimes we fight those things. I would have thought that I would have been a professional athlete, just have this great career, mm-hmm. football and just live this wonderful life, traveling all over the world to do all those things because I was an athlete. But lo and behold, I only had four years playing football in the NFL, but I have done more things by being a kidney transplant recipient than I did with football. So you see how when you follow what life's path is laid out for you, how great things come out and work. But I have to do my part and work at it and be obedient. Absolutely. Stay in front of me.
0: Absolutely. Well said. You know, I think also, um, you know, I think when you go through a an experience such as yours or or like cancer diagnosis, which is what I had as well, it changes your outlook on life. It makes you look at life a little differently. Uh, I think that things that normally would probably upset or I'd be worried about now not so much, because it's like it gives me. It's like I have a Renew renew purpose in life as a result And I feel like every day I want to do more and more to help people
1: Um, And and Doc, if I can just add on a little bit To what you said You said something A a very good point there Is that when you diagnose with something And and you really look at that Okay, if this doesn't go right My life is going to end So now you start looking at life Out of a different lens Than the lens that you had prior to So when you start looking at things differently, you know, one of the things and, and, you know, I always go back to things that my mother told me when I was a little fella. And one of the things that she told me was that don't worry about things that you can't change. Mm -hmm. And when you don't do that, you'll see that you'll see life in a different different perspective. Another thing my mother always used to tell me is when I would come home and say, Mom, the coach did this or the teacher did this. And she would say, just look in the mirror. And it never paid. I never understood what it meant till I came and became an adult. And I went through being dialysis and had my transplant. That what she was telling me was look in the mirror. That's who you blame. You change you and fix you. You can't change anyone else or fix anyone else. So if you change and fix you, maybe the person or the situation that you're in, they will see the change in you. and You can come to an amicable agreement. So those are some things that I try to do and try to live my life on a daily basis.
0: That is awesome. I totally agree with you. Well, Mr. Howe, I have enjoyed this conversation um, today, and I know I can talk to you all day, and hopefully you will come back and consider being a co-host on the show.
1: <laughs> is that a question? Is that a How the, sort of?
0: Out of a question.
1: No, I I would say this. I would love to co host because this kind of format and, and what we are talking about today I think is what people need to hear. Is that sometimes we we don't have the opportunity to hear it come from, and I'm going to use the word real people. What I mean by real people, people who are out here in the struggle, who are in the fight, you know, who live this thing on a daily basis. And we're just trying to make each day the best day of our lives. And so I would love at some point in time to sit and chat with you about how to co-host this segment in this program with you.
0: Sounds great. I would definitely be in touch uh, with you in regards to that. Um, I do thank you so much for taking the time to join me today and sharing your powerful testimony. I know there's so much more. We just kind of scraped the surface. Um, but do you have any last words you'd like to share?
1: Well, in, in, in closing, I would just like to share for all your listeners. Hey, enjoy life to the fullest because tomorrow is not promised to anyone and treat each other with grace courtesy, and mercy. I believe when we do those kind of things that we can have a purposeful life and we can live life stress-free.
0: Amen. Well, this concludes the show for today. I hope you have enjoyed it as much as I have. Please be sure to to subscribe and stay tuned for the upcoming podcast for another inspirational interview. If you or someone you know has been diagnosed with a life-altering health condition and is in need of emotional and spiritual support, please visit ljgm.org. To find out more about the Laguna Johnson Silver Ministry support group, Miracles in Motion. The support you need is just a click or call away. We have an amazing team waiting to support you. Until the next time, be encouraged and never stop believing and just know that you are not alone.